0: My name is Ali. I'm a doctor and YouTuber. I'm Taymor. I'm a data scientist and writer and you're listening to Not Overthinking, the
1: weekly podcast where we think about happiness, creativity and the human condition.
0: Hello and welcome back to Not Overthinking. Taymor, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right.
1: This is actually the uh, the first time we've tried recording an episode in the car. So we're currently driving back from the Cotswolds uh, after a weekend with, with the boys. Uh, So we have a a brand new mic set up, so I hope this works out nicely and there's not too much noise and things. Yeah, I've had a nice weekend. How how about you?
0: Yeah, it's been a pretty pleasant weekend. Uh, We drove from Cambridge to the Cotswolds for around three hours on Friday night. We arrived at our cottage at midnight, and then we've been spending the last couple of days with the boys, um, going out to different places for breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's all been very wholesome, and we even went for a brief, like, maybe two-mile walk, which which is pretty good going, I thought. Yeah, so what are we talking about today? So today we are joined by our friend Sahel, who happens to be in the car with us. And I thought it might be interesting to talk about the value that we get from travelling abroad and specifically living in different places for an extended period of time so this is something that I'm thinking of doing um, potentially in the next couple of years I'm toying with the idea of moving to America just to see what it'll be like uh, and both you and Sahel have have lived in different countries for varying degrees of time so I thought it might be interesting to talk about the value that you got from it and how you think it's changed to you and whether you would actually recommend it for the different people but before we get started Sahel, can you uh, introduce yourself to the podcast please
2: yeah hi guys uh, I'm Sahil I went to university with Ali and uh, for my third year, I actually moved to America and stayed there for a couple of years. Um, I took a job there for a while, so uh, that's a move that I made during university, might be interesting to talk about today.
0: Yeah, and as you guys
2: can
1: tell, Sahel has picked up the American accent within just two years of being there. Cool, so I think, I mean the first thing I'm quite curious about, Sahel, is that, so you sort of mainly grew up in Pakistan, right, so you sort of went to most of schooling there, and then you came to the UK for university. Mm -hmm. What was that sort of shift like? Was that the first time you'd spent an extended period of time living in a different country?
2: It was, yeah. After 18 years of life in Pakistan, I moved to the UK for university. And, I mean, obviously, moving to a new place gives you that chance to really break out of your routine, break out of the social bubble that you've been in, and try to redefine
1: what kind of person you are. Oh, nice. Well, what was, uh, yeah, did, did you try and, did you have it in mind that oh, I'm gonna like reinvent myself at university or <laughs> something? Yeah, I guess like most people I did. Yeah. What was your? What were, the, what were like, the particular things that you sort of wanted to change or like who, who did you want to become?
2: Um, I wanted to do more of uh, music. So okay. I, I always had an interest in playing guitar, playing piano. But uh, I didn't really do much of that before university, so I wanted to seize that as, as an opportunity to, I don't know, try to do more performances, try to do more
1: jams. Okay, yeah. So just kind of put yourself out there. And, yeah, and, exactly. Uh, with, with regards to music. What about, like, socially? Did you want to sort of change your personality in any way? I mean, Ali sort of said on the podcast that he wanted to be more sort of extroverted and sociable and stuff, and I think to an extent I was, I was the same.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, you obviously get the ch- chance to try various societies. Uh, you make new friends in your college and in the wider university. So yeah, it does give you a chance to um, define not just the people you're, you usually spend your time with, but also I think that has a big influence on your own personality over time.
1: Yeah, sure. But like going, you know, going from sort of secondary school to university. I mean, it seems like, for example, Ali had a very clear mindset of essentially, all right, I was a massive nerd at school. I don't want that to carry on. I need to be like really,
0: really cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm guessing it wasn't quite as extreme as that. I think that's one of the more, the more extreme sort of uh, shifts that, that people try and essentially have. But what was that for you, if anything?
2: Yeah, so before university, I barely did any sports regularly. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but as soon as I moved to the UK, I thought, let's just pick up every single sport I can get into. Oh, so nice. I tried rowing, I tried lacrosse, I tried football, frisbee, any anything I could take part in. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I kept most of them up for long, but uh, it definitely gave me the chance
1: to try try and define myself again okay nice so in school you were like kind of nerdy i'm guessing yeah, yeah and you wanted to be less nerdy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i think throughout most most people kind of go go through that
0: yeah and it's it sounds like what tame is fishing for is for uh, for like sahil to have some uh sort of uh internal social change between secondary school and university but Sahel, it sounds like for you you it's it sounds at least um right now that you're were mostly happy with your personality but it was more kind of the activities you were doing in your spare time that you wanted to change yeah, would, would that so. be fair to say
2: yeah i, I would say that yeah oh, okay yeah that
0: makes where so. did uh, where, where did this happiness with your own personality come from do you think <laughs> <laughs> that's something i'm very curious where about. where can i get some of that yeah
2: <laughs> i don't know i think i had more of a motivation to change like the day-to-day things that i was doing rather than my personality obviously not to say that I'm happy with everything the way it is, but I think it was the external stuff that I was focusing on when
1: I came to the UK for the first time. What was it like being like being sort of so far from home? Because I think I've I've always felt like the UK is kind of nice in that you know everything is a few hours drive away, and so like it's a good balance in being a university in the UK. If you live in the UK, it's a good balance of like you know, being in a new place and sort of away from your family and parents and stuff. But you do kind of also have them there and you're not like completely detached. Whereas I found that when I've sort of um, spent time living in the US, you do actually feel completely detached. And it is a very, it's a very different feeling and you don't feel quite as grounded. I, I find it hard to articulate, but yeah, what, what was it like sort of moving so far, far away for so long? I think... When you move away, your life can go
2: one of two ways. You can either try to remain very attached to people you've known wherever you came from, and call call your friends every day, and just try to keep yourself in the same kind of social group, uh, almost in denial that you should be integrating with wherever you are now. Right. Yeah. Or, or you can just try to forget about uh, doing that day to day. Kind of calling everyone and keeping up with your old friends and try to spend more time investing in integrating where where you are and making new friends and getting used to a new lifestyle um and I, I think i focused on the second one i mean you do that as part of moving to university anyway yeah but uh i think that is really
1: what has the value in moving abroad for you for yourself okay so mostly like trying to sort of fit in with a new culture and kind of, yeah, integrate there, I guess. Yeah, I mean,
2: even if the culture is not different, if you're moving from the UK to the US, you'll see some differences. But even if the culture isn't very different, I think it gives you that chance to have a fresh start in a way. Yeah, yeah. Come up with new activities to do. I mean, when I went to the US, I was like, okay, maybe... I'll take this chance to be the guy who goes to the gym every day, be the guy who, uh, I don't know, plays music or does performances every now and then, you know? And uh, I mean, it doesn't really make any sense that moving to a new place would cause that for you. But I think it's a psychological thing that if everything else around you is changing, you find it easier to change as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've definitely found
1: that.
0: The so one thing that I've, uh, I think that everyone is concerned about, like whether you're moving to university in the same country or whether you're you know, actually moving abroad, is this fear of, how will I make friends? Um, to what extent that, was that a worry for kind of both of you when you, when you moved to a, a completely different place for the first time?
2: I think for me, it's, uh, it, it can be quite daunting, but uh, you have to find an in. Like when I came to university, um, I made loads of friends in the Pakistani society. And that was a good way to kind of get an in to begin with. And then you feel more comfortable meeting people outside of that tiny group. Um, when I went to the US, I did the same thing. Um, when I moved within the US uh, from Massachusetts to California, I, I moved with a couple of other friends and we we, we rented a house together. And uh, that, that really made sure I was able to kind of ground myself in a social circle while still being comfortable enough to explore and make new friends and find new activities to do.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have like a stable base of like a couple of people that you that you kind of know. Yeah, I find like the
0: more I uh, as in like like after university, it becomes a lot harder to sort of just join the Pakistan society or whatever. But I've um, recently joined the uh, local badminton club at my gym. And I'm just like always surprised at just how many of these like local community activities there are outside of university. And it seems like when we were living in Southend and we joined the local badminton club there, it seemed like all those guys were all mates with each other from having gone to this badminton club for like a 10 year period. And they would go for like, you know, drinks afterwards, just like hang out and have barbecues and and all all that stuff. And that kind of gives me hope that actually the whole trying to find find friends as an adult thing isn't too hard, provided you're okay with um, making the effort to go to these sorts of kind of community group gatherings.
1: Yeah, but I mean, one thing I found with, like, making friends through activities and stuff is that I don't think I've ever sort of gone from having someone who I... For example, like the badminton club thing, I don't think I've ever gone from, like, oh, like, I see this person at the badminton club to us actually becoming, like, close friends and, like, going on holiday together and stuff like that. I think mo- most of my friendships uh, sort of, yeah, the are sort of, like, we go on holiday together, which I think is, like, a good heuristic for, I don't know, I guess how close you are with someone or whatever. Um, yeah, most of those kinds of friends have just come from, like, lots of proximity from having like lived in close quarters at university or like gone to school together. I don't know if I've ever actually gone from like seeing someone at some activity for like an hour a week and then progressing all the way to the end game of going on holiday together, you know?
0: Then I suppose there are there are obviously middle grounds between that, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be completely unfeasible to you know host a dinner party for like six seven people and invite you know that that one guy that you get on on really well with at badminton be like hey you know i'm holding this dinner with a few friends Uh, do you want to come if you're free that sort of thing and then once you once you've taken the friendship outside of that context then it becomes a more regular thing, right? Have you actually ever done that? As in through through work, yeah. So there's colleagues that I, I was working with this year and last year, where we'd only see each other at work, but then like for the few of them that I really got on with well, we would progress to be like, hey, we're ha- ha- having a board game tonight and my place with some takeaway you know, why don't you come over? And then six, seven people would come over. Um, and some of those have lasted as friendships and I can see myself going on holiday with them at some point when our rotas coordinate properly. Oh, okay, that's cool. And I think that's like the key, like if you can, firstly, if you have the, um, uh, the initiative to go to a group gathering and then have the initiative to bring people back to a different context outside yeah. of that group gathering, that's when you've sort of jumped that chasm almost. And that's when you can start sort of treating it as a, an outside-of-work friendship. Otherwise it's just like, oh, these are the people I play badminton with, or these are, these are the people I work with. Yeah, I agree with that. So um, a big part of the whole, you know, people say that, oh, traveling is great because it broadens your horizons. Like, to what extent has moving to Sosa Hill, moving, Eng- uh, moving to England and then moving to America for two years, To what extent has that actually broadened your horizons, whatever that means for you?
2: I think the way this really is different from just going on holiday for a couple of weeks is if you actually go and live in a place for a few months uh, and you develop, a, you create this social circle that you hang out with, the The kinds of things that you tend to discuss when you're around friends changes as well. So when I went to MIT, for example, it was all about making a startup, making the next big thing, making yeah. a new, you know, a new business or a new tech or something. Uh, That that was the that was the thing everyone was talking about. Oh, okay, yeah. And that just changes your thinking, you know. Even if you're not that much of a much of an entrepreneur, you start thinking like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas when I was here in Cambridge, I think people tend to be a lot more, I think less practical but more philosophical, you know. Questions like, oh, what impact does religion have on my life, or, you know, what do you think about division of classes or politics,
1: or right more, more
2: philosophical things like that
1: so at Cambridge, people were just like sitting around thinking about stuff yeah and so when you were there you kind of did more of that but then at, at mit everyone was like trying to start the next the, the next big startup and so you kind of got into that mode a bit
2: yeah exactly i think that really influences how how you think as a person yeah and uh potentially
0: impacts like what are your goals in life as well you know I think that's quite similar to our uh, the, the the idea that we've talked about a couple of times of kind of like ex- expanding your box. Um, and uh, I, I guess what you're saying is that once you're surrounded by people who are all uh, for whom something is so normal, that it just talked about all the time, like the idea that you might one day start a, start a business and kind of make it big or whatever that then becomes part of your box and it becomes be, begins to feel like something totally normal. Exactly. Um, and that's like sort of the experience I've had with the various podcasts that I listen to because it's all with people who've started businesses or who are YouTubers or whatever to the point that it becomes so normal to think about, okay, obviously I'm gonna be a YouTuber, obviously I'm gonna start a business. Whereas if you don't have that kind of exposure, it, it's not something that you would ever really think about. Do you think there's any, any fundamental difference between being plugged into the podcast of a certain frame of mind and being plugged into people in real life having that frame of mind.
2: I mean, if you follow a podcast religiously, it probably would have the same impact on your life.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's good to know. So it means that I don't have to move abroad to broaden my horizons. (laughs) I could just listen to various podcasts of the sort.
2: Yeah, I think the, the main impact of moving abroad on me has been making new friends and being part of a new social circle, which you can do without moving as well. But I think moving just
0: is the catalyst that forces you to make that change. Okay. Uh, how about you, Tim? Your few months in America, uh, has that broadened your horizon in any way? Because like for Sahel, for Sahel it sounds like, and I, I guess this is probably true for you as well, Like. When people say travel broadens your horizons, at least in my head, the stereotypical image is I'm going to a country that is totally different to my own so I can hang out with people who are totally different to me. Whereas moving from Cambridge to MIT, for example, you're not really hanging out with people significantly different to you. They just happen to live in a different place and maybe have a slightly different way of thinking about certain things. But broadly, they're all probably fairly privileged. They're all probably, you know, probably matched on a lot of different spectra, if that makes sense. So was that a similar experience for you moving to moving to California?
1: Yeah, so I'm kind of, uh, I'm a bit skeptical of the whole like, our travel sort of, uh, of, of an uncritical uh, sort of take of like travel broadens your horizons or whatever. Um, because for the most part, I mean, yeah, when, I, when I've sort of mostly traveled to places you just, like, see some cool stuff, you do some cool stuff, you hang out with your friends who you're there with, and that's about it. Like, I, don't, I just... There's nothing particularly horizon-broadening about it. Um, but I, I found that the the horizon-broadening really just comes from, uh, at least for me, it's, it's kind of just come from living with other people who you haven't lived with before. And so... Um, so my first kind of stint in the US was when I did a, an internship in, in California after third year. And so... It, when I did that, I was kind of living with six other, uh, with five other dudes. There was like six of us. We're all we all from like uh, the same university. And we're kind of moving over there um, to work on one of the guys' companies, essentially. And I think there wasn't actually much sort of personal growth or anything like that for me during that three month period because, uh, you know, there were like there were like six of us. we were all from the UK. We're all kind of like yeah, we're all like
0: pretty similar. Basically, massive nerds.
1: Uh, no, no, no. I think uh. I think we were all like we we're all like weird in different ways, which was pretty cool to see. Um, but but a lot of it was just like us sort of you know working during the day, hanging out with ourselves in the evenings, and occasionally doing like little outings and things. And I think I think we we're also all kind of we we're kind of living separate lives in that you know we we kind of. We, we'd all be like working together during the day. But then after that, you know, I'd occasionally go and hang out with my family in, in the Bay Area and like, you know, one of the guys was going on some Tinder dates every now and then. And we would kind of sort of do our own thing and occasionally hang out. Whereas I think when I was living in San Francisco last year, um, I think that was a bit different because there were just sort of three of us in the house kind of living together and, and, and sort of working together. And I think our lives were a lot more intertwined, and so I think there was more personal growth there because I think I I more intimately sort of understood the way those other two guys kind of think and live their lives, and I think that is where the sort of uh, horizon broadening comes in. And I think like one of probably like the biggest sort of takeaway from that trip was that it kind of helped me see. So sort they've of the, uh, I, I guess, see uh, the, the sort of big difference between sort of uh, Western culture and uh, the sort of, like, yeah uh, you know, Pakistani culture that we've kind of been brought up in, where I think uh, Pakistani culture is very, like, uh, sort of communal, uh, if that's the right word, where I think Western culture is a lot more uh, individualistic. And so just from, like, living with these guys and seeing... How they approach different situations and stuff—it um, kind of made me think, like, "Whoa, that's that's pretty weird." Like, I wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't do that at home or something because it'd be, you know, it, so what's it, an example of that? Okay, so for example, uh, let me think one sec.
0: Uh, on that note, that microphone that you've got between the two of you uh, I, I I feel like it's attached to some kind of bag yeah which is attached to the car and so any shaking and vibration of the car will affect the audio quality is that, oh, okay. is that not what's going on that might be what's going on I feel like one of you should just hold it up in between you and have it closer to your mouth so that it picks up a better sound if that makes sense yeah like if you, if you could even kind of pass it between you and basically speak into it with it like you know a couple of inches from your mouth I think that would be significantly better than Having it lying on a car that's vibrating and rattling like hell. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I guess one example is that
0: uh, we went to. Sorry, before you do that, check that the gain is not uh, is not going off the charts while you're talking with it that closely. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Cool. Sorry. Continue.
1: So yeah, when we were in San Francisco, we went on a little holiday to Mexico for a couple of weeks and there were like four of us that went. Uh, this was like the entire company and we were kind of working from there and kind of doing a bit of holiday stuff. And one of the guys kind of, you know, on our sort of days off, we had, we, we took like a few days off where we were just going to do like sightseeing and just have some fun rather than do any work. And one of the guys just kind of wanted to do his own thing. He just wanted, you know, he was on holiday or whatever. He just wanted to like walk around town on his own and then sit around and read his on its own or whatever and i found that i found that really bizarre because i don't think that's something that would really happen in the sort of environment that we've grown up in because i think you know with the way the way we've sort of grown up if you're sort of with other people or like you're on holiday with other people um, then it's like a communal thing and you do things together rather than like you know everyone doing what whatever they want and if it happens to align with someone else then uh, you know two people do it together um, but I was, yeah, I was just a bit struck by the sort of the more individualistic approach rather than the more sort of collectivist approach to, to a lot of things. And I think, I think that was really helpful because it kind of made me see that, there, you know, in, in, in a lot of situations, the more I, I, I think the more individualistic approach actually makes more sense. Uh, whereas previously, I wouldn't consider doing lots of things because it would seem weird from like a collectivist point of view. Uh, do you guys know what I mean? Does, yeah. does that make any sense now? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um,
2: it definitely gives you that chance to explore how other people view social situations. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think I agree with that.
0: And that's sort of like, like I've, I've got a friend who goes on a lot of cruises with his family and he says that one of the um, one of the best parts about having a cruise ship holiday is that everyone can do their different things. So he's got loads of siblings and kind of mum, dad, grandparents, whatever. Like, to him it's, it, it, it's sort of actively weird if they all go on holiday together and do the same stuff because you know that across those generations and across the different realms of interest they're not really going to find activities that they all enjoy doing um and so when they're on this cruise ship they would have like dinner and stuff together and they would go on excursions together just to kind of explore a museum which is a very kind of universal activity but otherwise you know one person can play table tennis all day every day one person can join the choir one person can just sit by the side of a pool reading a book the dad can just like sleep in bed and like everyone has their stuff that they're doing while also kind of collectively meeting up occasionally for like excursions, and I think that's a pretty good model for a holiday, um, in this sort of like kind of more individualistic kind of mentality
2: team has that changed how you view life and how you do things are you more individualistic now that you've you've been exposed to that
1: yeah i think so i think previously there would have been lots of situations where i'd feel compelled to do something kind of out of social obligation and we've talked about these uh, this on the podcast before whereas now I'd, i just kind of kind of be like actually i don't really want to do that and so i'm not going to do it and it's 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 really quite freeing um but obviously i think there's you know There's a there's a good middle ground of like living as an individual versus living as part of a collective,
0: especially with like family stuff. I think that, uh, you know, for, for example, let's say you're going to a funeral of someone that you don't really know very well, but like your mom knows them very well. Then, you know, you might feel inclined to say, oh, well, you know, there's nothing in this for me. But actually, at that point, it's probably worth, you know, prioritizing the needs of the collective rather than the needs of the individual.
1: So, Sahel, when you were living in the, in the US, like, were there sort of big cultural differences like that between you and the people you were living with, what, what were they like?
2: I don't know. I think in university people are sort of uh, malleable enough, people are open to different ways of thinking. I, I don't think I saw much of a clash of cultures, as you might expect. Uh, but maybe that's just because of the university environment. Maybe if you're older and you're working, it's it's different and it might be harder to fit in. Um, but I think in university, people are generally accepting, and it it you don't really have to make much of an effort to kind of fit in and make new friends.
1: So if you hadn't spent sort of like a couple of years living in the U.S. and you kind of just stayed in the U.K., do you think you you're sort of outlook on things and the way you think and stuff would be broadly the same? Like, Or do you think there was something about being in that yeah, you know, in an American environment with those people rather than the UK that actually changed, changed you in, in some way?
2: I think I am different now, but I think it's not because of US culture, I think it's just because of uh, the friend group that I was a part of, so if people were more into thinking about who's gonna make the next Facebook who's gonna do the next big thing I think that did have an impact on me Um, but I don't think it necessarily has to do with the culture of the new place it's just the fact that you're changing changing cultures changing um, the things you talk about on a daily basis that really has an impact on you did you find that to be the case or was it more of a culture shift for you
1: I think for me it was more of a culture shift, well, well, like a cultural difference between me and the people I was living with. Um, they happened to be American, um, but I imagine I could have gotten that with plenty of
0: you know, non-Americans too. So it it sounds like what you guys are saying is that when you move to a new place or visit a new place for an extended period of time, there's probably some element of the general uh, milieu or the 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 general culture of the area that shapes you in some small way but actually it's the people that you hang out with for extended periods of time and possibly live with that has a far higher effect on your own psyche and so you might be moving to i don't know vietnam or something but if you're living for six months with your same group of you know highly educated privileged startup friends you're probably not going to change your perspectives that much whereas if you were to move to vietnam and instead you know do that thing where people uh, live and work on a farm for six months that is likely to significantly change your your own perspective
1: yeah i think i agree with that and actually i think i've managed to i think i've pinpointed one of the one of the main ways in which i think living with other people can sort of change the way you do things which is that i think i think when you're living with other people you get it you get into like lots of discussions and or arguments about things and that might be like actual discussions where you're intentionally trying to like figure something out or you're sort of intentionally disagreeing on something or well, that might actually just be an argument where like, you know, something needs to get done. There's some disagreement or something. You, ha- you have like a little argument about it. And I think like, I think each person has like a, a, a very different kind of mode in, in sort of arguments and disagreements. And like people argue and disagree in lots of different ways. And so I think just having like, having like lots of arguments and disagreements with lots of different people kind of helps you navigate the, I, I, I guess, the, the sort of disagreement landscape and kind of, understand how to do that more fruitfully because for example Ali when if you and I have like a disagreement or argument or something it's very different to like if me and me and Mimi you know our our mom have like a disagreement argument and like I think having lots of arguments with uh, with the the guys who I was living with kind of changed my sort of style of arguing slash disagreeing with people and I think that that is always really interesting and really fruitful
0: yeah I agree with that I think like obviously the The style of like if you and I have a disagreement it would be very combative in its approach and that would be fine because we know that it's all good but for example if I have a disagreement with uh, Molly for example I know that sort of she would have like we'd approach it in a different way to kind of like just like launching sort of like arguments at each other which probably wouldn't be the most fruitful way of resolving that and I think kind of living with her has definitely taught me more about how to have productive disagreements with different sorts of people if that makes sense
2: so broadening your horizons in this case means taking disagreements as a learning opportunity learning about other people learning about new ways of thinking is that what it means for you
0: yeah i suppose that's one aspect of broadening horizons and i guess you can i guess you get that from any amount of extended contact with people that you disagree with on some things about it doesn't necessarily have to be in a different country
1: yeah i, th- I think there's actually something profound here because i think like to, to productively disagree or productively argue with someone, there is a level of empathy that's required, and there's a level of like uh, sort of goodwill that's required. And then practicing that muscle of actually understanding how this other person who thinks differently to you, you know, where actually understanding where they're coming from and trying to sort of navigate the path to like some you know mutually beneficial state. I think that is actually like a really good sort of brain muscle to exercise and it's like in the in the process of like ha- having a productive disagreement with someone i think that is when you actually start to that, that's one of one of the best ways to actually kind of understand what they're about and how they think about things and where they're coming from whereas i think outside of that realm i mean yeah outside of realm, i guess yeah you, you you talk to people you share life experiences and you know Learn about how they were raised and stuff, and that's that's always interesting and it kind of helps you understand uh, their their water a little bit. Um, but I do think like productively disagreeing with people is a really good way to to understand them and sort of new new ways of thinking.
0: I think like on this uh, on this group holiday, this uh, low low social optionality group holiday we've just been on uh, and that we're on the way home from. Um, I think I I understood a few of a few of the lads um, a bit more than I did before because a few of the lads are in a position where they've, for example, uh, quit their job recently and are looking to start something new. And from my perspective, it seems like a total total no-brainer that obviously you would just start a blog and then start writing on the side, then build an audience and then build an email newsletter and then maybe start a YouTube channel. And then at some point, that would pay dividends further down the line. And sort of just like, trying to figure out why they're not doing that and like really doing it from a place of not like, you know, obviously, um, my, uh, my way is the only way, but more like, like, if this is one path. Why? Like, what is stopping you go, kind of from going down this path? What am I missing from this picture that makes it seem so obvious to me, but kind of from the position that you're in, it's not like it, it doesn't seem like immediately the right thing to do. And I think that brings out a lot of interesting conversations because now. Uh, like at, at least from my perspective, I'm, tr- I'm actu- actually trying to understand as opposed to trying to convince, if that makes sense. And I think that's a good place to be where uh, sort of a disagreement becomes a case of understanding rather than a case of bringing the other person around to your point of view. Uh, which might happen eventually once you've understood, once you've modeled their brain effectively. But until then, step one is to understand. Yeah, so, so do you now understand
2: why he's not making a blog and making a YouTube channel and? Doing podcasts once he's quit his job, or um,
0: yeah, a little bit more. I think uh, the answer to that is like fear in various different forms that we kind of explored in depth while we were walking in this this foggy foggy hillside. Um, but I think it, it, for me, it's it's helpful it's helpful to know that people have that sort of fear about this sort of stuff because um, having having been in the in the arena for so long, as it were, I almost can't empathize with the initial fear of starting out that a lot of people seem to have so i thought that was quite helpful for me to understand um, and hopefully gave him some insights as well so how do you feel
1: like you understood anyone better after this trip
2: i think i definitely learned a thing or two about the people I was on a trip
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we're well, gonna uh, keep it pg <laughs>
1: Let those things stay in the Cotswolds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, in terms of like, uh, asking from a purely selfish perspective, um, I'm considering this move to America for a couple of years to maybe do a masters, maybe, maybe even kind of go there for residency. This is all very much a, te- a very tentative plan right now, but in both your experiences of kind of having done the moving to a different country, do you think that it's quote worth it, whatever that means?
2: I think I think it's a no brainer. I think in every respect, it, it can only add to your experience and add to your portfolio. It can never take away from it. Um, and I think there's no real opportunity cost that you would miss out on if you were to go away for a couple of years.
0: You would what make, do you opportunity I
2: mean, let's say you spend two years in America, uh, you would make new friends, you would, I think you're thinking of doing a master's, yeah. you would get opportunities to collaborate with people in America on your YouTube channel or in your podcasts, so it opens up new av- avenues and new opportunities, um, and I don't think you're trading much against it were you to stay in the UK, I don't think there's many different things that you would have done in the UK in the same amount of time that would have added that much value. Um, So I think it's a no-brainer. I think it would definitely only add to your experience and your portfolio um, If you were to go away for a couple of years
0: Okay, well, and I guess you feel that way about kind of your moving to the UK and then moving to America that you feel that net It has only really been positive Is that fair to say? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Hey, what about you? I feel like you've got a different stance on this because you've been trying to talk me out of going to America for two years
1: i don't think i've been trying to talk you out of it i just uh or is it more like
0: you're skeptical of the value of a two-year masters
1: i i am highly skeptical of the value of a two-year masters i think there's almost certainly a better way you can spend your time and money
0: um but i think such the... as what sorry such as what I'm, I'm curious as to like if if you were in my position what what would you do instead
1: to be honest i don't think i'm in a good position to answer that because like i don't really intimately understand you know your domain, like all this medical stuff or whatever, that I really, you know, I don't intimately understand that, and so, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I can give a good answer to that. But I think, yeah, I think for for me, it's it's kind of like the thing we were, we had an episode of uh, a couple of months ago where we were talking about like whether you should buy a new iPhone or not and the conclusion we kind of came to was that a purchase is going to be a lot better if it sort of takes you from zero to one in some like category so if you don't have a phone and then you buy a phone that's going to be a much bigger sort of change on your life than if you already have a camera and you buy a slightly better camera right okay and so i think like the the marginal value of like one more year or like one more unit of doing something you've kind of done before is very little you've been at university for six years man like Going to a different university, you know, which is going to be pretty similar culturally for another two years, that just seems completely ridiculous to me. It just seems like it will have very little extra value as an experience. Um, But I'm all about like, yeah, I'm all about sort of going from zero to one in in terms of like an experience and so actually one of the things that aside from like the productive disagreements thing i think the other way in which like traveling sort of broaden your horizons is if you get the chance to actually sort of live with another family but i think like family life is a is a weird sort of aspect of i guess existence in that in general you only ever have a sample size of one you get one family you kind of live with them and that's it i mean you know you might go around your friends houses you might have a sleepover or something so you might get like a small glimpse into how other the families kind of operate and kind of interact but i think it's very rare i, I think like yeah certainly nowadays uh, the, the sort of lives that we're living it's it's rare to like get an intimate look into how other families operate and i think going from a sample size of 1 to a sample size of 2 in terms of like what what a family you know could could be that is actually huge and um spe- yeah i spent about a I mean, this is a very short period of time like not long enough to sort of properly get into it but i spent like a a, a week with some of our family uh in arkansas for thanksgiving that was super interesting like i never really Spent time with that side of the family more, and just kind of seeing how they interacted and operated was very interesting. And so I think, like, yeah, trying to take your family sample size from one, from one to two would be really good. But I don't think taking your university, a <laughs> number of years at university, sample size from six to eight is any any use at all. Does that make sense?
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think my main, uh I'm more sort of like what's ahead on this and that. I think the main value out of going to America for another two years of university is not the fact that it's two years at university, but it's the fact that two years in America plugged into an existing social network at university plugged into uh, like, where it's very easy to do things like join societies and find opportunities and stuff which is the sort of stuff that is like supercharged when you're at university and harder to do when you're just living in a random city that would be kind of my uh,
1: short sure. no, 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 sure. but yeah. like my whole point is that it's going to be the same stuff all over again dude it's going to be you know wow you're going to join the, uh, <laughs> the, the Pakistan society <laughs> over there well done mate it's <laughs> going to be exactly the same <laughs> like it's not going to be new stuff I agree that university like being a student is amazing because it gives you a sort of social network right out of that off the bat out of the door one of those two um <laughs> but it's it's broadly going to be very similar stuff and it's going to be a university mindset it's not going to be that new and yes it, it, it certainly is an easy way to kind of have friends rather than going to a place and not having any friends but that's not the point i think like spending a couple of years in the u.s or another country is great i think doing it with like the university thing is less good i think if it was like a completely different country um i don't know like you to like china or japan or something then like the university thing could would still be interesting because it gives you a social, uh, a sort of an immediate social network that is genuinely very different to what you would have had before. And like when you're in a brand new country with a completely different culture and language, um, I imagine having like an existing social network can actually help you broaden uh, sort of other parts of your life. But in in the U.S., it's not gonna be that diffused. Ah, interesting. I th- okay, I'll be, I'll be real with you. All right, very well. I real. think the university right. thing is a total cop-out just so that you can say that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to the U.S. to do this thing. This thing that, that has a label, which is a master's degree from some like well-known university. It's nice to be able to say this thing rather than uh, you know if you if you tell someone yeah I'm just going to the US for a couple of years um, I don't know what I'll do I'll be a bit of this a bit of YouTube a bit of this a bit of that that's uh, a much less legible answer right and that's kind of scary it's scary to like face that of like oh I guess I I'm completely free to do whatever I want for two years and hopefully I can do something interesting and in useful with that that's a lot scarier than like oh yeah I'm going for the master's degree and then I'll and I'll do a lot of stuff on the side like the master's degree kind of gives you some weird validation that it shouldn't you know what I mean
0: I know what you mean it's sort of like having a job <laughs> gives you some <laughs> weird validation, and then you can do whatever you want on the side. But at least you sort of got the job. Whereas it's a lot harder staring into the void of actually, I'm just going to be completely unemployed and just like do a- just like do whatever I want. Yeah, I
1: think I think this master's thing is a really pop out. It's uh, it's sort of running away from real digital, oh, right. real digital.
0: Well, I think that's a good place to end this. We've just arrived at the uh, services in Reading, and we're going to grab a cheeky vegan burger from KFC. Apparently, it's really good. Hang on, I think I feel like we have to be on the on the westbound end of this. We're on the wrong side. Okay, right. we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, while we're heading to the westbound end, anyway, we say so we. Uh, I'm not sure how much of the podcast you listen to. But we like to end with like a, an insight of the week or anything like that. Um, do either of you have any insights that you've come to this week? Also, how on earth do we get to the westbound side of this, mo- this motorway? Oh, it's quite a detour. Okay. We could just screw the KFC and just have a M&S. Okay, hang on. Right. Should we sh- 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 do our insights and then we'll...
2: Hey, uh, where are you guys? Uh,
0: I'm of- okay, and then... Um, what, this this one that you posted on the group? Yeah, that one. Oh, I mean, I could just, could just click on it. Oh, okay, cool. I've clicked on it and 13, 13 minutes away. Right, let's go. It's 20 minutes. Actually. That's a bit silly here. I thought I had a good insight last week that I posted on my email newsletter that night. Um, So I'm going to cheat and use that one. Uh, That was... Um, from a blog called Raptitude, which is very good and um, it was about uh, the idea that when you're doing stuff you should be like fully immersed in the doing of the stuff Uh, and he quotes from I'm I'm getting a real sense of deja vu I'm not sure if I mentioned this in last week's podcast oh well Um, he quotes from this like 1990s manual on how to spring clean your house and like a big part of spring cleaning the house well is not like the mechanics of doing so it's the fact that you are fully engaged in this task of spring cleaning your house and he said is that when he started doing this with cleaning and with other things just just like fully focusing on the task at hand then it it made everything just more enjoyable and for me i've had um you know i i would be very tempted to think of stuff like doing the dishes or doing the laundry as being a quote waste of time and therefore i'd listen to a podcast or listen to an audiobook and stuff uh while doing those things but now this week and last week i've started kind of paying more attention to it and doing it like intentionally um I,
1: I, I, I yeah, definitely you, feel you like s- I literally said, said, said this exactly on the last podcast. Same thing Last week oh, But no I, no, I think yeah. it's uh, <laughs> a nice, It's a good reminder And all that stuff Yeah nice so, There uh, we go that, yeah. That's
0: alright then and Space then you, repetition. Then you said, <laughs> And then you said Something about Like washing your hands And stuff Yeah washing your hands <laughs> Yeah mate oh, thought, no, no, I, Last week I said I, the I thing still about, don't do that I
1: said the thing About a new toothbrush How? A new toothbrush like touches your gums in ways.
0: Mate, when you're as much of a content creation machine uh, as I am, you lose track of when you said stuff. I I I also feel like if, like a lot of times when I have conversations with people, then I find myself doing a spiel <laughs> that I've yeah, already you're given doing before. you a bit a bit from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't I feel really bad and weird doing that because it doesn't feel authentic. But like the bit exists and it's relevant and it's like what you're talking. Yeah, about? it's like yeah. the most
0: efficient way of getting it across, exactly, given that you've al- already <laughs> rehearsed it
1: you yeah. thought about it
0: before right yeah exactly all right we'll end it there um should we read a review if you can you guys can bring one up on the phone
1: i actually can't find my phone right now I Can't find your phone. so hell why don't you uh read a review from uh from the podcast
0: hell app. why don't you go on the itunes store and leave a review of the podcast first <laughs> and then and then read a random one while you're there <laughs> make sure you rate it five stars it's, it's, the app is called podcast while you're doing that so hell um i just want to l- let everyone know so um when we started out at university in first year I stalked Sahil on like the Cambridge Freshers 2012 group um, and he had this like a profile pic of him in like his school uniform playing a guitar and I was like damn this guy seems really cool um, and then I saw that he also had a YouTube channel and on your YouTube channel, you'd posted cover like piano covers of like Pirates of the Caribbean and, and stuff like that, that you'd played in your school assembly. And I was like, damn, this guy seems legit. I want to be friends with this guy. And then when I met you on that first PAXOC event, I was like, right, that's the guy. I'm going to be friends with him. So i had been plotting our friendship for several months before we actually met. I just wanted to let you know you know that story before, Sahel? Uh, I knew bits of that
2: story, not the
0: extended version. <laughs> the, 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 that story was a bit. <laughs> nice. They're
2: all really good reviews. I wanted
1: a bad review. Yeah, you, you won't find any bad. We, we actually take the bad reviews down, so okay. don't yeah. bother.
2: <laughs> so here's a review by Dwar 10, who says, Love it. Such engaging and intellectual
1: discussions. It's a nice review. Thank you to uh, Thank you, Dwar, Dwar 10. Dwar 10 We'll make Dwar for you. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Sahel, for joining us. It's been uh, great having you on the podcast, okay. and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.